This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. All things Cleveland sports with your host, John Suchan. And good evening and welcome to another episode of the Johnny Cleveland podcast. Go Buckeyes. It's halftime of the Buckeye game. We're actually currently recording. So it's 3 nothing at the moment. The Buckeyes are winning. It's in the second quarter. Uh, but we're bringing this to you at halftime of this great game. Hopefully the Buckeyes turn it up a little bit offensively and uh, get a win. Get a win. They're doing well. I think they're what, number three in the country, number two. And uh, all eyes are on this game tonight. They're playing Wisconsin, the Badgers. It's funny living here in uh, Columbus. Um, they uh, had signs posted around the interstates, the highways are off the uh, inner belt or the outer belt of Columbus. And they had uh, signage today saying, don't mean to badger you, uh, to, but make sure you buckle up. <laughs> so some fun things going on here in Columbus. They like to make uh, jokes. Uh-huh, they're very good. But uh, we welcome you here to the podcast. We are part of the Fanatical Elves Network, part of Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, John. Uh, and it's a Saturday night, man. We've got a big game coming up for the Brownies tomorrow in Seattle. And for no other reason, I want the Browns well, a couple of reasons I want the Browns to win uh, in Seattle. Uh, no sleepless in Seattle for the Cleveland Browns. One, uh, I have a daughter that lives out in Seattle, Miss Mariah, and um, her boyfriend, Matt. Matt made the little jingle here for the Johnny Cleveland podcast. Always like, love to give props to uh, Matt. And um, the other big reason that we should be wanting a, a win for the Browns, just besides the fact that, we're Browns fans and we want them to win, but you know, there's the old, there's Paul Brown, the, not the one that found the Browns, but the uh, Englishman uh, from, from London, who we've had an opportunity to talk to a few times here on the fanatical L's network, Paul and the Muni lot bus traveled across the country um, from Indianapolis after the game on Sunday. And they have made their way to Seattle, got there yesterday afternoon, early evening, and they made the incredible trek in that uh, oversized muni lot bus. It, it it got there. I'm 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 wondering if they're obviously they're going to have to take it back to uh, Cleveland. But props to them. I think it was about twenty five hundred uh, three thousand miles. Well, probably not three thousand miles, but somewhere around twenty five hundred miles uh, that they drove, which is just in, intense, crazy. They went through snow in montana and um but they made it through seattle or made it to seattle seattle's a great town and if you've never traveled to seattle i would always encourage anybody to get out there um there there are there issues in seattle uh the downtown region and some things that are not always so pleasant but there's so many uh things that are positive uh there in the area just a beautiful area and one, and you know, there's things, to, tons of things to do in Seattle, from the uh, Pikes Market, which is just awesome. If you 
imagine um, here, like, you know, imagine what you see in Cleveland, the West Market. Take the West Market and times that about by about 50. <laughs> uh, that's what you get. Or here in Columbus, you've got the North Market, uh, Market Side or whatnot, the North Market off of a high street here. And uh, that's cool, you know, but take that and times that by about 20. And that's what you have in the Pikes Market. It is really something that you should stop and see. But there's also so many other things to do. And it's right on the water, and you can get to a variety of islands uh, to uh, just escape and, and do adventures. There's mountains, Rainier, Mount Hood. Um, Leavenworth is in a uh, little bit, a couple hours away from Seattle. A lot of people like going to Leavenworth. It's, it reminds you of a like a German uh, village in the middle of uh, the mountains and uh, such. So really cool thing. Uh, again, maybe you're a Browns fan and you're thinking, well, uh, maybe the next time we go out to Seattle, maybe the next time the Browns play out there, you can get out there. But, you know, it's been a while since the Browns have played out there in Seattle. It was 2015 was the last time they played them. They, they uh, lost that game uh, 30 to 13. And so it's been eight years prior to that. The Brownies, uh, the last win the Browns had was, yes, 34 years ago. That's right, 34 years ago. It was uh, 1989. I know some people have already talked about this um, on various uh, platforms. But, yeah, it was 1989, 34 years ago. They beat the team 12-7. Prior to that, the uh, first game that they actually won in the series was in 1982. Um, I was telling the folks in the Fanatical Elves show that I remember going out to Seattle in 1982 in the spring of that year. Uh, I don't think the King, it was called the kingdom. It was a dome stadium. I'm not sure if it had been built yet or not, uh, or it had been built, but not sure if it had been opened yet. And, um, sorry folks, I'm getting distracted. I'm watching the Buckeye game here. And by the way, uh, Marvin Harrison just scored a 16 yard touchdown. Uh, congratulations to the bucks. The bucks are now going up, uh, 10, nothing nice little crossing, crossing route. Um, Really, really, really good route there, and he got it into the corner of the end zone. So good job. Okay, I'll stop being distracted. Um, so I was back there in '82 and got a tour of the Kingdom. That was pretty cool. And that's when the Browns then went out there later that that winter, and they they actually won the game. But they've only played eleven times uh, in the series, and Seattle leads the series eight to three. Um, we haven't had a lot of success. You go back and like I just said, the last time the Browns won was 34 years ago. I think they've gone out there since uh, one, two, three, three times in the, so three times they've been out there in the last 34 years and they have not, well, they won the game uh, in 89. So what's going to happen tomorrow? What are we going to see? What are we, what, you know, should, should you know they traveled all the way out there? Is it going to be another loss? You know, based on history, uh, it's not looking great. The Browns are three and a half point underdogs. I think the line on the game is 37 and a half points. I just get a feeling like this there's going to be some more points scored in this game, not as many as there were in the Indianapolis Colts game. I know, I think the uh points or the uh total points in that game was uh around the same 37 or 38. So, and that game ended up being 
39-38. So they doubled their their scoring output. Um, you put money on the Browns to win. It's, I think it's plus 160 for this. So, you know, you might think about putting a little money down. If the Browns win, you know, you're going to you know, get a nice little uh, gift back there. You know, five bucks, ten bucks, who knows, you know. Um, the Browns have a lot going for them. You know, and I've heard all week. And by the way, thanks again for following us on our um, Apple and Spotify. And if you're watching us right now, we're on on the X, the Twitter, uh, YouTube. The the idea is all these people are talking. I mean, I've heard my own colleagues, my contributors here on the Finacle Elves talking about it. I've heard national media. I've seen heard other local media. Everybody's spewing all this information about. Most of it is kind of negative about the offense, you know, Oh, the offense sucks. Oh, you know, the, the wide receivers are terrible this year or the, our running back room is trash right now. We're last in the league and we'd be six and oh, if we had just a little bit better production from the running backs and a little bit better production from the wide receivers. And we had a quarterback. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I, this is where I'm at. Like you and I, if you're a Browns fan and maybe you're in my age category, you know, we're up there. We've been, we've been following this team since the seventies and eighties. We've seen this team win. We've seen this team lose. And we've seen the team lose a lot more folks. The Browns are four and two. They're four wins and two losses. And yes, they could as easily be two and four, one and five, oh, and six, or yes, six and oh. But we're missing the points here. We're like, stop looking and stop thinking about those stats. All I care about and all you should care about as a Browns fan, and this is even moving forward, P.J. Walker is 2-0. and Now, I'm not a huge P.J. Walker fan, but the kid is 2-0. and And I've talked about this on other shows. He has made a lot of mistakes, but he hasn't always made mistakes. He's made some really good decisions. And he took this team on two drives, two winning drives, and that's all you got to look at. Yeah. Look at those things at the end of the San Francisco game. I've said this before. What did he do at the end of that game? Didn't do a lot, but did enough. Between him and the running back and Jerome Ford had a nice little burst there, like 20 yards at the end of the 49er game. They got him down there. We all gasped when he tried to throw, P.J. Walker tried to throw the ball into the end zone to Amari Cooper and it almost got picked off, but it didn't. So be happy. Next game against the Colts. Yes, I know. He was throwing incomplete passes and he didn't look like he was in sync. But guess what? Incomplete pass first down, incomplete pass second down in that last drive. But he hit Elijah Moore, who I've been critical of, and I don't think a lot of Elijah Moore, but he hit him with a beautiful pass. Didn't think the ball was ever going to get there, but it did. He followed that up with a throw to Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yes, that Donovan Peoples-Jones that has mysteriously been missing. He hit Amari Cooper in that same drive. And the Browns scored a touchdown with, that's right, Kareem Hunt, putting it in on fourth down by inches. It could not have, it could have gone the other way. I get that, but it didn't. So go and push forward and understand the Browns are four and two. 
you want to keep complaining about how the Browns running game and the passing game suck, go ahead. But you're only creating more headache for yourselves. You know, if they come out tomorrow and they get pummeled and the offense can't get a first down and we get 150 yards of, of offense and we get beat 35 to 10, okay, you can gripe all you want the following week. But until then, be happy you've got a defense that is really playing hard and motivated and looking excited. And you also have an offense. Look at that last series. It was a monumental moment. Jedrick Wills, who everyone is bashing, watch that last play of the game. Watch this kid with the enthusiasm and the excitement like he was a kid at a candy store. Watch Harrison Bryant. Watch all the off- offensive linemen in that on that play. There was genuine excitement. Yeah, they just won the game. They worked their tails off, their butts off, to get to that moment. And the Browns won that game by inches. Applaud that and move on. And stop looking at, at records and standings. You know, I do the same thing. You know, it's nice when we see that the Browns are up there in first, second, or third place in a, mu- a multitude of uh, categories defensively. And you look at the offense and, yeah, we're struggling. We're dead last and, you know, quarterback production and QBR and all this crap. Stop it. <laughs> Just stop it. You have a quarterback, P.J. Walker, who's – experienced and guess what the more that he plays with this team the more he's getting comfortable in that routine as the quarterback of the cleveland browns that is a positive and beyond that positive you got the fact that he's won two games and guess what i'm putting money on the fact that the kid can win again why shouldn't we why shouldn't we believe that this guy this kid can win he's proven it twice everybody just wants to ignore that You would have, over the years as a Browns fan, you have pleaded, pleaded for Browns quarterbacks from Baker Mayfield to Colt McCoy to every quarterback that you can think of in in the past 30 years. Jason Campbell, Tyron Taylor. I mean, just uh, Brandon Whedon. You have begged these guys to come into games in late situations and take the team, manage the team, push the team down the field at the end of a game when they are down by a touchdown or down by a field goal and go out and win the game. How many times on social media, this is your opportunity now. Baker, you can go down the field. You can win the game and establish yourself as the Browns franchise quarterback. How many times have you read that posting or Right now, Deshaun Watson, you can go down that field and do this and prove to everybody that you're you're worthy of this. Deshaun Watson has had how many games now? What, 10? 10? And what has he, has he had those moments yet? He's been given those moments. He hasn't come through. I'm not saying that P.J. Walker is a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson, but what I am saying is you have an opportunity. You you are giving this kid an opportunity and all you Browns fans are just wanting this and you're getting it. It be in, in front of you 
this kid has carried and won this this team games over the last two weeks. It wasn't pretty. It usually isn't pretty. He's not Joe Montana. It's this isn't Jerry Rice out there. But he's doing the things that he's being asked to do in key moments of games, and he's won them. Tremendous. Tremendous. All right, folks, we're going to pause for a break here on the Johnny Cleveland podcast. We'll be right back. We're back. This is the Johnny Cleveland podcast. Did you enjoy those commercials? I hope you did. You know, it's because of you, the fans here in the Fanatical Elves that are joining us. We can't do this without you. Our downloads, I say this every time we get on air, but it's true. We started this project in April. And I know you don't know us very well, but we've got a great group of contributors. And we do have a wealth of, of background with following our Browns, writing for different periodicals from Dog Pound Daily to Cleveland Sports Talk to uh, Northeast Ohio Sports Insiders to Fans First. Um, all these guys that are contributors all participate in a variety of these platforms. From Rod Bloom, who does the Browns Blitz, to Joel, who does the What the Elf, to uh, the Village Elliot, who does the Brown Browniacs, to Steve Gill, who does Dog Pound South. Plus Sam, who's bringing it uh, from the Browns Breakdowns all the way down there in Dallas, Arlington, Texas, the young uh, podcaster. So, you know, we're getting a lot of, uh, we have a lot of variety of takes, and we hope that you enjoy that and spread the love, spread the word, tell other people, tell your families tell your fellow Browns fans hey we've got this new podcast group they're called the fanatical L's you can just hit Cleveland Browns podcast on Apple or Spotify and boom you're going to see it's going to say fanatical L's network click on that follow us subscribe see us on YouTube spread the love spread the word we're going to do another uh, Browns um, Browns follow train um, coming up here and uh uh, we're going to do some more giveaways. Uh, we've been giving away T-shirts left and right, Dog Pound T-shirts, uh, just some great stuff. So follow along, everybody. Um, so we're going to wrap this up here uh, real, real quick because it is uh, – we want to get you back to uh, the second half of the Buckeye game. Currently, we're in the second quarter. The Buckeyes are up 10 nothing. It's been a little bit of a up and down here for the Buckeyes. But I think in the end uh, – Marvin Harrison is just, man, wouldn't he look good in a Cleveland Browns uniform? <laughs> uh, I don't know if we'll do that or not, but so again, tomorrow the Browns play the Seattle Seahawks. It should be a really good battle. Um, you know, Geno Smith is a quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. They have, you know, a, uh, Metcalf, DK Metcalf. He, he had been out the week before, just a ginormous wide receiver. Oh man, but he'll probably be back. And everybody's talking about all the weapons that Seattle has. Well, if, you know, that's fine. You know, but some of these weapons have been there for a long time. Tyler Lockett, not saying that these guys aren't any good, and especially DK Metcalf. But, you know, the Browns have some weapons. I know we just talked about the offense and the lack of offense by the Browns, but I dis, just disagree with that take. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, both teams have good defenses. And I think the Browns' defense can probably take advantage of the of the Seattle's Offensive line, from what I'm, when I hear and what I read, Seattle's offensive line is a little bit weaker. 
uh, it could be the one spot. And, you know, a player like Miles Garrett, holy cow. I wrote an article for Northeast Sports Insiders earlier this week talking about Miles Garrett leaping tall buildings in a single bound. Go check that out. It's on my uh, page on uh, John Suchan. Follow John Suchan on the X on Twitter. Just my full name, John Suchan. Um, you can read it there. You can read it on our Fanatical L's um, show, t- or the network too, on the platform on, on the X or Facebook. Just uh, type in uh, L's network. So these guys, you know, Miles and, I mean, the the, the defensive unit is going to, uh, anxious to see how they do, right? Isn't, isn't that exciting as a Browns fan? I mean, really, I mean, we're seeing some things this year that we haven't seen. This is kind of what we hoped we would see, but the way that it was designed in the past, the defenses and the schemes with Joe Woods, he just didn't play these guys the way that Jim Schwartz is basically giving like Miles Garrett the keys to the car and they are just um, running. Oh, speaking of running, uh, gosh, Kyle McCord for the Ohio State Buckeyes, the young uh, freshman quarterback, he's made two mistakes. He just threw his second interception of the first half. Uh, not a good night for Kyle McCord. And now he's talking to uh, the coach on the sideline because he just literally threw the ball in the middle and it was targeted for Marvin Harrison. Just, just a big mistake. Okay, so... You know, Jim Schwartz, Miles Garrett, Jim's just giving these guys so much confidence. He's telling them to, you know, celebrate, and he expects to see that. And those sorts of things are really paying off. Can the Browns defense keep this up? You know, why not? Why not? But, you know, they have to make sure that that offense uh, stays out there on the field and gives them a little bit of, of, of breathers. You know, we've seen that in a little bit of ways in that game against uh, Indianapolis where there were just some breakdowns. They had been on the field quite a bit. We also saw that in the game that they lost handedly to the Baltimore Ratbirds 28-3. So we shall see how it all pans out tomorrow. We're going to have a pregame show. We'll have our Any Given Sunday kickoff show. I believe uh, the Village Elliot will be joining us for that pregame show so tune into that we'll have that on a little bit earlier the game starts tomorrow at four o'clock eastern i think we're gonna do the pregame around noon tomorrow and post that to all social media platforms so check that out we'll be running that probably live and then um we got game time man game time it's gonna be exciting i'm going over to to it's called Tuli's, i think over there in beaver creek ohio outside of dayton um it's a I think they have a Browns backers crew there. So Rod Bloom and Joel Cade, who are contributors to the Fanatical Elves and myself, we're going to meet over there uh, for the game. Looking forward to that. Hopefully if you're a Browns backer or a Browns fan and you want to join us um, and you're listening to this or watching this right now, uh, let me take a look. Let me double check on the location here. I think, uh, let me look here real quick. Okay. It is called. Yeah, Tooties, not Tooties, Tooties. Um, it is located in Beaver Creek, right off of like 675, I think, down there uh, on the east side, uh, kind of northeast uh, there of Xenia. So you come off of a set or however you get there. It's just on the outskirts of Dayton. But I think they have a Browns backers crew out there. Um, I heard a couple of different things about those Brown backers out there. So if you're a Browns backer, we are going to be coming to you um, tomorrow. Look forward to, if there are any of you listening, uh, we look forward to meeting you. 
and uh like i said rod bloom who lives down there in dayton and joel who also lives up there in the dayton region will be there as well so you could meet us so all right folks take care have a very good evening let's hope the the uh buckeyes pull out the win again it is halftime so let, let you get back to watching the second half go buckeyes go brownies and i always want to remind you on this johnny cleveland show to keep smiling Take care, everybody.